morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday. It is the 18th day of August, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hey, what's going on, Big J? Not much. What'd you do with your Tuesday? Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. I, I, I had a beautiful dinner that I didn't have to cook. Oh, it's nice. the best dinner. And Mason, who never cooks, uh, was forced into making lasagna. Wow. Well, that's always the best kind. So. When you make somebody do something they don't want to do. Yeah. Turned out okay? Yeah. Well, she needs to learn to cook every now and then. Sure. I sure. mean, literally doesn't do anything. So, kind of having, you know, force force her to do something. Well, it sounds like she did something yesterday. Yeah. And it was delicious. From scratch? Not completely. I mean, it was a jarred, you know. Oh, sauce. Sauce. Okay, sure. That makes sense. But everything else, yeah. All right. Not bad. She made her own noodles from scratch? Yeah. Holy cow, now, man. Now, come on, man. Well, I don't know. that You said everything Listen, else. I, I know, but I mean, who's making... Uh, you know, raise your hand if you're making your own lasagna noodles around here. Well, my grandma did. Yes, your grandma. There's maybe one in 350,000 people that are making the, the, their own lasagna pasta. Well, that, that number may be a little low, but uh, you got yourself <laughs> a beautiful lasagna, and I'm I, sure leftovers. I, I was going... I actually was going to send you a text, and, hey, do you want some leftover lasagna? And then I'm like, uh, knowing the situation, it just wouldn't be up to par. <laughs> I, so I, do, I, I do tend to stay away from lasagna just just because it is my all-time favorite uh, thing that I have ever had was my grandmother's lasagna. I and literally so, have it in here unsent. I was like, uh, <laughs> you know what? That's not going to work out. He's not going to want that. I, so. I, do, I do tend to stay away from any kind of lasagna, restaurant or otherwise. It's just one of those deals where I just don't. I, again, I have tried to duplicate the recipe. I've gotten the recipe from my aunt of my grandmother's lasagna where I tried to duplicate it. And it's it turned out fine, but still not the same. Yeah, uh, and it's probably because I didn't make my own noodles, but still. Listen, we don't talk about this a lot, but you're Italian. Yes, yes. And that's not messing around. Full-blooded so. Italian. My grandmother would do scratch dinners uh, every single Sunday. Uh, holidays were incredibly special. I had very special Italian, you know, Thanksgivings and Italian Christmases. And so everything that she ever made was was completely from scratch and in the smallest kitchen you could even fathom. I mean, it was uh, good. And it was so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it is It is something that is near and dear to my heart. Now, I do love Italian food, of course, and we'll eat it at pretty much at any given opportunity. But, yeah, lasagna is one of those things that's just, it's weird. Uh, I like what I like, and I try to stay. It's, it's almost like I'm paying respect to her, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. That's May why, she rest I, in peace. That's why I didn't fire off that, that uh, text <laughs> message. I'm like, oh, wait a second. No lasagna on the show today, but we definitely have a movie review from Radio's Big J about a movie called Avengement. Avengement. Uh, that he watched on Netflix last night, and we will get a review for that. We will also have a chance for you to win tickets to go check out Seether at the Western Idaho Fair coming up next Friday. That's going to happen, and additional tickets in the show today, so it should be a good one. But first, STP. It's Creep kicking off the morning after here on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey now, Important Stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Kind of a bad news, good news situation when it comes to the Albertsons Boise Open, which kicks off on Friday here in the Treasure Valley. We've been talking about the uh, the rock series that's going to be taking place there, the concert series happening. Yeah. Uh, they had three concerts slated for the Boise Open. Uh, two of them were sold out. One of them was not. The one that was not was Ario Speedwagon. But they've been having issues with COVID-19, and yesterday they officially pulled the plug on their concert at the Albertsons Boise Open, which was supposed to be this Friday. Uh, so Ario Speedwagon is dealing with COVID, so they can't do that. But guess who's stepping up to the plate, Big J? Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar and his collective circle are stepping up to the play. That includes Michael Anthony from Van Halen. It also includes Jason Bonham and Vic Johnson. That's the circle. They are going to play on Friday as well. Now, the Saturday night show, which was Sammy Hagar and the circle originally, had been sold out for a while. And so this gives you an opportunity, if you're really dying to see Sammy Hagar, to see him, because there are still tickets available for that Friday show. And apparently Rick Springfield is also going to be part of the Friday show, too. Oh, damn. Just Friday, not Saturday. So if you want to see a special show on Friday, that would be a chance to do it. Rick Springfield fans are crazy. 
Uh, I, I love guess that I'll guy. Take your word for it. Yeah. Who do you know that's a Rick Springfield fan? Yeah, my sister. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, favorite Rick Springfield song? I, I have no idea. You don't even know one? No. I mean, it's got to be Jesse's Girl by default, okay, right? Okay, there it's you the go. Hit. I didn't know. That's it. Jesse's Girl's got it going on, right? Yeah, yeah you got it. Yes. Uh, and so now they're going to play back-to-back nights. So, you know, we gave away tickets to the original Sammy Hagar show that was happening on Saturday. So if you didn't get a chance to get through and you've been jonesing, uh, you can check them out on Friday because there are still tickets available for that particular show. So Ario Speedwagon, of course, very happy that Sammy was able to fill in. And I'm sure the Albertsons Boys the Open is happy that it's going down as well. So there you have it. That's going to do it for Tim Tebow's attempt to come back in the NFL uh, as a tight end. It came to an end yesterday when he was one of the first cuts by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The decision came after they decided that uh, Tebow just was not very good in Jacksonville's preseason opener against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, If you saw some of the footage that, unfortunately, for Tim Tebow went viral, uh, coming up uh, on the uh, the internet after the game, it didn't look good for him. So he uh, he basically is done. Uh, he was 34 years old anyway, trying to come back in a position he had never played. It, it didn't seem like it was destined for good things. So that's going to do it for Tim Tebow's NFL career. Uh, I'm sure he'll go right back to ESPN and do just fine as far as a personality is concerned. But that's it. Well, Big J, if you are a fan of the cartoon from Adult Swim and Cartoon Network Adventure Time, then maybe, just maybe, you might want to pick up HBO Max because they have decided to order a a spinoff series of Adventure Time. Uh, They're already doing a couple of exclusive Adventure Time things for HBO Max, but now you know that you're going to have a 10 half-hour episode season of Fiona and Cake. A couple of the characters from the original Adventure Time are going to get their own TV series, and you can follow their adventures on HBO Max. So they're trying to tap into that Adventure Time money, baby, and they're going to get a chance to do it. There are a lot of fans out there that love that show. I haven't. I tried... Like, I tried to get into it, but I didn't really give it a good college try, so I may have to try it again. I don't think I was in the mood to watch the particular show, and I've heard nothing but good things, but I haven't had a chance to really dive deep into Adventure Time. Uh, But I do know that the people that like it absolutely love it, and so uh, it's coming, uh, and the spinoff is coming to HBO Max. Here's your send nude song of the day. <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Sorry to get so serious. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Uh, that is for what it's worth here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your send nude song of the day. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch for you for streaming dumbass. It is called Avengement. It is available on Netflix. Big J, what is it about and how was it? Uh, well, this first this is a this movie is a case of don't judge a movie based on its title. Because the title is dumb. It is a pretty dumb I movie. I mean, it's stupid. And I really didn't want to watch it because of the title. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it just it smells bad, right? Like, it's one of those really bad straight-to-video movies from the from the old days. It right? is a poorly titled film. So Unless uh, the word means something in the universe of the movie. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Then actually. it's really dumb. It really, it really is dumb. And so, right there, if you didn't have to watch this movie for a review, you wouldn't get into the movie and, and find out what it's about. Let's, let's put it that way. And it stars this guy named uh, Scott Atkins, who, uh, you know, he's he's a martial arts kind of gymnast guy. Um, he, he's he been in a lot of movies here recently, all of them, obviously, straight to digital, uh, and it's a British movie. And so, uh, right away, it's like, you know, there's something about this movie that's a little different that I, I really dug. I don't know if it was the music or whatever, but uh, he is obviously the first we get to see him. He's, um, you know, he, his face is all mangled. He's got these these messed up teeth, like they're metal teeth. And he's in prison and he's being escorted to uh, a Wait, hospital. Wait, why, why does he have metal teeth? Well, because he got curb. Oh, he stopped. needed to have like facial reconstruction yeah, surgery. Yeah, uh, he okay, got. Okay. He's been seriously messed up, right? So, uh, first things first, the makeup department here in this movie, great. They did a great job because he doesn't really look like that normally <laughs> in real life. And so, uh, the first scene you have here, he's being escorted by a bunch of police uh, to uh, a hospital, and uh, his his mother has. Uh, he was going to visit his mother who was sick. She's unfortunately passed away. And then he escapes uh, after that, and uh, he begins his uh, avengement. Wait, so why did he get why did he get violently assaulted? 
Uh, well, that's part of the movie. Oh. That's the whole. That's well, the whole thing in the movie. Okay. Like, let's put it this way: uh, this movie is about. He wasn't uh, just a a, a, a a innocent bystander. Right. You're right. Okay. Yes. No. He was. Uh, he's. He's in prison. Okay. Uh, at the beginning of this movie, and uh, he gets out, and then uh, what you have is is an unfolding of the story of how he ended up in prison and how he uh, a transition from a pretty regular person to a savage, deadly. A destroyer of human bodies. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so the action sequences here are fantastic. And uh, the director's name is Jesse Johnson. Uh, you know, and he's one of those one of those things guys now that I love watching movies from that are were stunt coordinators who are directing movies now. I mean, the action is fantastic because that's what they're good at. This happens to have a pretty damn good story to go along with it. I was completely shocked and surprised and uh, drawn into the the story. It, it's not cliche, um, and it was it was kind of interesting how it unfolded. And, and you know, like like a lot of British movies, you immediately think I'm going to compare this to Locked Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, right? When well, it comes I would, to yeah, but I don't consider that an action film. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, okay, I, I guess a crime film okay. for sure, right? Sure, yes. So, you know, you've got an organized crime element here, and his part in it is what kind of unfolds, and he retells a story to a bunch of people of how he ended up in prison and, and, and so, so forth. So there's some narration going along with it. And he looks completely different before he goes to prison afterwards. So that's an interesting transition as well, and I rather enjoyed this movie. All right, there you go. Look I did you. not, I mean, I really didn't, I really didn't want to watch this movie. I didn't think I'd like it and uh that's what happens sometimes but yeah the stupid name they should probably have figured that out it may have made a bigger splash um it was categorized as a violent film by oh, netflix yeah. does it fall under that category oh, yeah okay. i mean there's a couple times when i just wanted to turn away oh wow like you know i mean the whole curb stomping thing i mean it's 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 a terrible awful thing to do to somebody and they get pretty uh, intricate with how this goes down gross yeah. Well, uh, it sounds like I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but I'm gonna guess it's Big J approved. Um, yeah, I guess. All right. No, it is 100. percent Uh, Big J was very surprised by this one. Yeah. If you like hand-to-hand combat and an interesting story, you you, you can't go wrong with Avengement. Did it make you want to seek out other things that this gentleman has been yeah, in? Yeah, because he he actually you know aside from you know the action and the ability to pull this stuff off stunt wise he, he i think he did a pretty damn good job acting anything so. he's been in that maybe we've heard of no at all no okay. um uh, yeah just a bunch of other you know straight to digital stuff you know and he's british so there's that i mean over in britain he's probably a deal yeah okay scott adkins is his scott name scott adkins there's a couple movies out there triple threat uh which came out the same year as uh, avengement uh there's a movie called the mercenary so all those came out in 1999 or, i'm sorry 2019 so um We'll see. He's got something coming out here in 2022 called White Elephant. So I'm not sure if that's, you know, where that's going to be at. But either way, uh, the movie is called Amazement. Nope, it's no. called Avengement, and it is officially Big J approved. Here's Avenge me. <laughs> There's none of that in there either. Good. Good. Out of the morning after with Nick and Big J. Ah, oh, yeah, important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. Lots of United States of adults are trying marijuana these days, Big J. According to a new Gallup poll on the issue, 49% of U.S. adults, those are the people over the age of 18, have said at least once in their life they have tried marijuana, which is the highest percentage that Gallup has measured to date. Uh, more than 50 years ago, just 4% said they've tried the drug. In 1977, we were up to 20%. 1985, 30%. And then in 2015, 40% say the same. Now... Trying and regularly using are two different things because even today, just 12% of American adults say that they, quote, smoke marijuana. And that number has remained pretty much steady over the last decade or so. Gallup says that generational patterns explain the increase in marijuana experimentation over the last five days, excuse me, five decades. But the Americans before 1945, much less likely than those to have tried marijuana, but I still think that 12% number is a touch low. Agree or disagree? Oh, big time. Every, I mean, who wants to answer that question? Right. Well, I mean, all of this stuff is, uh, you know, anonymous. 
I mean, 49% yeah. of them have no problem admitting that they've tried it, but I still think that 12% saying on a regular basis seems low. Yeah, how anonymous is this? I don't wink, know. Wink, wink, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have any names attached to it, so as far as I'm concerned, it's anonymous. No, no, no. I mean, when you're in, p- taking part in an anonymous poll. You're right. I mean, I don't know how gal- – if somebody walks <laughs> up to you in the that. mall and says, hey, hey, have you tried marijuana? And then they say, hey, have you? are you currently smoking marijuana? Hey. You probably are – unless you're in a state that has no problem with that. You know, it's different sure. if they were to do that in, like, Arizona or something where it's fine recreationally and medically. As opposed to here. If somebody asks you in the mall here, I can understand why you would be standoffish. Thank you. Leave me alone in other words. Of course I haven't tried it, idiots. I don't, wouldn't touch that stuff. Joel Embiid signed an extension yesterday with the Philadelphia 76ers, which reports said was a four-year, $196 million deal. That extension will start with the 23-24 season. 27-year-old was the NBA MVP runner-up this season. Says that he's happy to be back in Philly, so congratulations. Speaking of contract extensions, Jamal Adams ended his holdout with the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. Signed a four-year contract extension with Seattle. Expected to be worth $70 million. So, in case you're wondering, Big J, if you should pick up a football or a basketball, the answer is a basketball. Uh, because when one guy signs a four-year contract for about $200 million and the other guy signs a contract for four years and $70 million and is the highest-paid position player at his position, uh, then uh, somebody else is doing better in one sport than the other. You understand? Yeah. And, I mean, even crappy players make more than that in the NBA. <laughs> uh, that's how crazy it is in that sport. So think about it, won't you? Sacramento Kings routed the Boston Celtics 100-67 in the Summer League Championship last night in Vegas. Uh, Lewis King led Sacramento with 21 points. Congratulations to the Kings, who are a terrible team during the regular season, but get it done during Summer League. That's all that matters. If you are a Star Wars fan, get ready. They are now receiving the anime treatment. Star Wars Visions, a trailer that dropped for Disney+, Plus, is ready to go. You can check it out online. The show drops September 22nd. Uh, Big J will avoid it like the plague, but it is out there for you to enjoy if you are into it and want to see a little bit different world from the Star Wars universe that is also considered canon. You can check that out beginning September 22nd. Here's traffic. All right. Coming up in a few short minutes, we are going to hell. You're invited to join us, but first, TDS Fiber Traffic Center time, brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Hey, CV. Eastbound 94, sluggish from the Meridian Road, exit 44 on ramp. Oh, man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Across the pod we go for today's We're Going to Hell story. The UK is where we are headed. And Hello. we'll start with a question. Uh, I know we've had people featured on the show before, but that means nothing as far as what we consume. Do you, did you ever watch the A&E show Hoarders, which may or may not still be on the TV? I mean, I've watched a couple episodes. Not too much? Nah. Uh, is there a reason why you were drawn in? I just, I feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch sometimes. It's not like making me feel better about myself, that's for sure. Uh, well, I mean, it might. It depends. I mean, if you think you're a slob and you watch Hoarders, you might feel pretty good, better about yourself, depending on how big of a slob you are. But, uh, the one thing that I always thought about Hoarders, which is a show that I stopped watching, I maybe watched, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 episodes, something like that, was I feel like there's a honest-to-goodness difference between somebody that's just... A hoarder, like an honest-to-goodness hoarder, somebody that has real emotional attachment to things and has a problem getting rid of stuff, and somebody that's just straight up a slob. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, there's a difference between somebody that lives in and around a bunch of things that they can't get rid of and somebody that just doesn't throw bleep away and lives among their own trash. But for some reason, we couple them all together as hoarders, and that doesn't make any sense to me. But either way, uh, that's the situation where a, you know, like those people that poor unfortunate souls that have to do disaster cleanup, you know what I mean? Right. That have to go to crime scenes or to scenes of serious, serious issues to clean up stuff. I I imagine their day is just one nightmare after nightmare, if I had to guess. And uh, there's an account over in the UK that follows particular jobs that these people have to tackle on a day in and day out basis. And one that they had to tackle recently is making the rounds because of the just sheer amount of disgustingness that they walked in on. Now, again, this person's called a hoarder, but it's just it's just somebody that's gross, you know? Uh, basically, what happened was somebody was living in an apartment over there in the UK and didn't pay rent for four months, and when that happens, you get evicted, you understand? Evicted! But before he could get evicted, uh, this dude just straight up left, okay? 
So when Abandoned. the yeah, when the landlord showed up, it, it was like, whoa, man! And then he realized he has to get it cleaned up. So they called in this disaster cleanup company, and then the pictures started going and started circulating on social media. And basically, it was one of the worst situations this disaster cleanup place ever saw. First of all, uh, basically, what it looks like was this dude essentially lived in his living room on his couch, and then just threw every piece of garbage that he ate next to him and drank and he was an alcoholic because there were over uh by the count of the person that that cleaned up the place six thousand cans of beer just piled up next to him just basically taking up the entire couch and then it was a bunch of like uh takeout order styrofoam boxes also on top of the couch that just buried this thing in like a k2-esque pile of just garbage and food and disgusting thing you couldn't even see the floor from the sofa but there was clearly also like one part of the sofa that he sat in because it was all soiled and gross and clean, Ugh. and then the rest of it was all just covered in garbage. But that's not even the worst of it, Big J. Sure, there were, you know, moldy bread loaves all over the floor and half-eaten pieces of food just chucked in the kitchen, sure. which is gross enough, and there were spiders and bugs and everything everywhere. But the gross part of it was when he went into the bathroom. Oh. And that is when the disaster cleanup person... Uh, basically called what f- discovered what he calls the leaning tower of Pusa, Big J. Uh, basically, what had happened was by by this guy's guess, the toilet stopped working. Okay, so what did this dude do? He just ended up going to the bathroom in his bathtub, and by the time and according to him, it was three feet filled oh with my. human excrement and human waste and he said this you know the smell hits you the second you walk into the apartment you know something terrible is going on in that bathroom and he was scared to look and he thought maybe okay because it looked like this guy had kind of you know gone to the bathroom a couple of times on the couch that he sat in if that makes sense that maybe it was that and then he went to the bathroom and he was like oh my god and so he didn't even know how to tackle that but he was able to somehow some way clean it up he said that in his entire career of doing disaster cleanup it was the grossest thing he'd ever seen and he actually even though he says he's got a stomach made of iron vomited four times cleaning up this particular apartment so that's how bad it was Somehow, some way, he was able to clean it up, and they, he kind of documented the process. I mean, and it still looks pretty gross, if we're being honest. It's not like I wouldn't want to live there. But it's incredibly an in improvement on what was in that apartment. Like Just the way this bathtub looks, it just makes your stomach turn, man. I mean, I don't know how people live like that. I don't know why people live like that. I don't know how this guy was able to afford you know, even that much beer that he was able to pull off. I mean, I guess when you don't pay rent and just spend it on beer, that's the way to go. But I don't know what this guy was doing for work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. It's sad. It's like, a sad situation. It man. is, but it's also just somebody being gross, too. You know? No, this person clearly has a mental illness. Probably. I, you know. Something is going on, but he also is cognizant enough to disappear when he knows he's going to get kicked out of his apartment. So uh, there's there's at least some sort of function going on there. And so uh, that is really, really gross and disgusting. Please don't live in a mountain of your own filth. And if you have a problem with your toilet, call a plumber. Don't just poop in your bathtub, guys. Because that's not sanitary. Where are you going to shower, right? And it's very clear this guy also didn't shower and bathe, which is an issue, too. I mean, it it just is gross to see some of the pictures. Gross. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up next, we're going to talk to you about how something may change for you if you're going on vacation. It's coming up on the X-Rock. Metallica, wherever I may roam, here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I suppose it probably shouldn't surprise any of us, but as things start to kind of get, I guess, questionable again, you can expect companies and businesses to try to make money in any way, shape, or form that they can. We've seen this with the airline industry, Big J, where uh, back in the day, it was when you bought a ticket, you paid for your luggage to fly as well. But that's not exactly the case anymore. Maybe you get one carry-on, but if you want to bring more, you're going to have to pay for that. Luggage is extra. Used to get a meal. That's not it anymore, dude. You got snacks. Sometimes you got a movie. Now you got to pay for in-flight entertainment. If you want to get connected to the Wi-Fi anyway. And so there is a way that they can nickel and dime and try to get more money out of you as you go from one trip to another. And now the hotel industry is doing the exact same thing. For instance, Big J, uh, you know, when you got a hotel room, uh, you were able to do things like, I don't know, 
uh, enjoy the pool if they had one or the gym if they had one, right? Yeah. Uh, not so much anymore if the one of the largest hotel owners in the United States uh, experiment works over the summer because they are basically kind of doing things and charging you extra for services and amenities, just like the airline industry has done. Basically, uh, if you want to get an early check-in, this is not something that a lot of hotels offer, but they will if you want to give them a little extra fee at this particular hotel. Now, this is different than other hotels where sometimes they'll let you in early or they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Well, if you give this 25 bucks, you can. In this case, their rooms will guarantee to be ready before you're there, but it'll cost you more if you want to get into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it will cost you $40 to get into your room early. Uh, similar a fee now applies for late checkouts as well. Sometimes, a lot of places, as a matter of fact, if you call in advance and say, hey, is it cool if I get a late checkout? Usually they're fine with it. Now that will cost you more. Uh, but also, if you want to use the pool, it will now cost you money. $25 on top of your room fee to use the pool. Well, hopefully they keep all the kids out of there. Gym use, $25 as well if you want to work out. But no more unless you want to go to those shady motels, Big Jerry. You're going to get that continental breakfast for free either. Uh, it will also be a $20 charge for the breakfast buffets in any hotel. I ain't paying for those. Uh, so uh, there you go. That's what's happening. Now, in exchange, some of these properties, but not all, are reducing their nightly room rates by varying degrees. Uh, sometimes oh, up to ten to fifteen dollars, Big J. Yeah. But again, they're making it up. If the if you want gym, hotel, I don't or need any of that stuff, I just need a place to sleep. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, I don't. There's none of this affects me because I don't use the pool or the gym, or I don't even go down for the continental breakfast. Because uh, you know, I get down there and I see oh, it's everybody's picked over and eating with their hands, and I'm like, no thanks, I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. Uh, but if, God, a lot of a these germaphobe. things are attached to hotel airports. And so that's something that you are going to have to get used to, maybe, is paying for an amenity that you have. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it could change the way that you travel. So staying at a hotel may be cheaper if you don't use any of these things, at least a little bit, but it will be more expensive if you want to. Now, here's if, if uh, really if they were aligning themselves in the airline industry, Nick, uh, they'd be charging you for the damn pillows. Right. That you sleep on the bed and uh, the towels. Oh, towel service. That's going to cost you such and such. And oh, you want to turn on the TV? Okay. Right. Uh, well, I mean, listen. There's more. There's more stuff they can do there. If this works, don't be surprised if that's the case, because you know it's all about making that money. So don't be surprised if you start to see a bunch of additional charges or additional possibilities or no access to things that you used to have access to. Yeah, the difference here is, though, that, um, you know, when it comes to, to flying, you, your, your options are somewhat limited. I mean, there's only, you know, a handful or a small handful of, you know, airlines to choose from. Yes. So as an industry, go. they can all, you know, but, but when it comes to hotels and stuff, there's a greater uh, selection of those. Yeah, to but go around. don't forget, man. I mean, everybody thought it was crazy for, for airlines to charge you for baggage, and now everybody except for one does it. And yeah, so, that's because there's not that many of them. But they, all, they, they're like, oh, hey, we should probably, we need to be doing this. But when they realize that people will pay for it, that's when other people will follow but along. But I think that's because, again, the industry, there's only so many, and you have to fly to places. Hotels, I think, are different. There's so many options. I don't see them being able to do that in, in a mass version. Here's what I'm saying. We have a copycat economy. If it works for somebody else and it gives them extra income and extra you know, uh, capital, other places will follow suit. I promise. Yes, you'll probably still have the budget places. Like, I bet you Motel 6 won't do this. You're absolutely correct. But I'm saying if if people find that they can make extra money out of this, it will not be long before other people copy along with it and decide to go with it. Otherwise, they're leaving money on the table. And ain't nobody in this economy or any economy that's going to do that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. New study backs up what TV ratings have been saying for nearly a year and a half now that uh, basically people aren't watching live TV much. Almost none of us are. (laughs) 
Uh, a yearly, a year and a half now, there has been a very steady decrease in the amount of people that are actually watch live TV as it is being broadcast. The study from Hub Entertainment Research found that nearly two-thirds of people said that in June of this year, they have viewed video-on-demand content on their TVs about once a week. That's up from 46% just before the pandemic in February of 2020. 39% said they paid to watch a movie on TV at least once a week, and the same percentage also paid to watch a TV show. I wonder what that means. Do you think that they mean, like, as part of a subscription service, or do you think, like, we paid extra to watch a movie? No idea. I mean, obviously, if it's the first, then I'm very guilty of that. But when was the last time you rented a movie on your TV? Uh, It's been a while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But either way, uh, that shifted before the pandemic as well. The shift in how people watch TV has been seen in low ratings for live television events like, listen, the Tokyo Olympics, award shows, uh, even, you know, sitcoms, TV shows that are highly rated are, are comically low in an audience number of live viewers. That needs to be taken into account. People have had a lot more time. They've had a lot of vacuum to fill. But also, we like stuff when we like it. And to have it at our fingertips and on demand is just the way that we consume content nowadays. And unless it's like a gigantic, crazy event that you need to see live, like if it were the Super Bowl or something like that, or a playoff game or a sporting event that people actually care about, that's when I think the ratings come from. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everything can be can be taken in context the next day, two hours later, in 15-second clips, and you don't feel like you're missing anything. Like I think, like I said, I mean, even even with sporting events, sometimes that's not the case. Like you know, if I have my kids, I'm not watching a live sporting event as much as I would. I'm able to keep track on that kind of stuff on Twitter, and I get the updates like by the moment. So I don't really feel like I'm missing anything. Although, would I like to be watching it? Sure, but my kids and my family are more important than that. And so I I, I have to compartmentalize and then catch up on it later, or catch up on it as it goes, or when I can check in on it. And so it's just the way that we have to consume content these days and the way we have to deal with it. And that's why I continue to say that just because nobody's watching the Oscars doesn't mean that movies are less popular. The box office, when it's open and regular, will show you that that's just not true. We're seeing movies more than ever before. We're still watching these things. It's just award shows can be consumed differently now than they could when we were kids. And when those things got gigantic ratings, because we have more choices and we just consume our content differently. And sports is feeling this too. It's just one of those deals where we have to deal with the fact that everything is on demand and that's how we want our stuff done, you know? I mean, as far as I know, you are the person that I know that watches TV as it's on the most. And it's not even close. Like, everybody else I know watches stuff on demand. You, every once in a while, will throw something on the TV or just happens to be on, you'll watch it. Yeah. But you're, like, the only person I know that does that. I'm not kidding. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's just not a thing anymore that much. You know? And I bet you, if if you had to guess, odds are you probably watch something on demand more than you do live TV. Agree or disagree? Um, It's pretty 50-50. Is it? Okay. Do you actually appointment set anything live anymore outside of sporting events? Like, I have to be home at 7 o'clock on Thursday to watch Criminal Minds as it airs? Or are you more likely to DVR it and catch up on it when you can? No, DVR it and catch up. So any kind of network show or anything like that, that's just the way that it goes. Just the way that it is. Joel Embiid signed a big contract extension with the 76ers. Four years, $196 million. He's not going anywhere. Jamal Adams ended his holdout with the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. Uh, Four years, $70 million. That makes him the highest paid safety in the NFL. The 25-year-old will be sticking around in Seattle for a while. And if the kids want to make some money from Daniel Craig, boy, they better get another thing coming. Yeah, what a jerk. James Bond says he's not leaving any money to his kids because it's distasteful. He says, quote, I don't want to leave great sums to the next generation. I think inheritance is actually distasteful and it doesn't make you earn anything. My philosophy has always been get rid of it or give it away before you go. He says there's an old adage he grew up with that said, if you die a rich person, you failed. He noted that Andrew Carnegie gave away billions of dollars before his death in 1919. And uh, he says, quote, that shows you how rich his family was because I know he kept some of it, too. Uh, according to CelebrityNetWorth.com, Daniel Craig has a net worth of $160 million. 
Uh, and in his household, it doesn't hurt him for cash either because he's married to Rachel Weiss, who, of course, is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's got two kids. Uh, much of his fortune comes courtesy of James Bond. I mean, he's making $25 million a picture from that. But he's starring in his final James Bond role in No Time to Die, which is supposed to come out in theaters in October. But then again, it was supposed to come out a year ago, too. So I'm not holding my breath. But, you know, I guess I can respect that. And as long as your kids are on board, I understand, you know, wanting your children to pave their own way and not just have a bunch of things given to them. But I don't think it's any problem. I mean, and I'm not saying you have to leave them all $160 million. Right. Yeah, you don't need to leave them $10 million. And but, I think you know. that's what he's saying, too. I'm, I, I don't think he's saying my kids are going to get zero. I think he's saying that I would like to give away a bunch of my I stuff. I mean, is he going to treat him like Dr. Dre? He treats his, you know, well, hang on. That's, daughters you, that he you, won't. You may, may, you may not have all the details in that oh. story. But, oh, oh, it might not. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, you, you definitely want to make sure that your family's taken care of. Uh, but I don't want to, you know, pin him as a jerk just because he doesn't want to leave his kids $160 million. I guess uh, that means not leaving me any. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably not. Uh, I don't what care how jerk. close you are to Daniel Craig. That ain't happening. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. All right, hey, uh, we got a show coming up Sunday at the Rev Center. Uh, the band is Beartooth. Uh, that is going to be a hell of a show. And uh, we're going to get you set up with... Uh, uh, t- uh, tickets to a bear tooth, and you're going to get in to meet the band in a uh, VIP meet and greet. That's oh. all there is to it. Okay. The whole package, huh? The whole package. All right. Beautiful. 208 287 1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play this little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Now will be the time if you want to take on Big J. I say to thee, good luck. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. Then to the phones, we shall go. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Thomas. Hi, Thomas. You're up first. Thomas, which Utah-based film festival did Robert Redford found and launch? Uh, Sundance. Sundance is correct. Right. Big J, speaking of Bobby Redford, uh, who starred alongside him in the classic Western Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Uh, Paul Newman. Right. Correct. Thomas, back to you. This action star is probably most famous for starring in the Taken trilogy. Uh, right. Correct. Big J, this actress starred in movies like Return to Me, Gross Point Blank, but she's probably most famous for playing the love interest in Goodwill Hunting. A mini driver. Correct. Right. Back to you, Thomas. Uh, the Friends reunion can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. Uh, NBC? ABC. Wrong. Incorrect, Thomas, but a good way back and forth, sir. Sorry about that. Hello, the X. <laughs> Hello, 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 the X. Good morning. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, The Friends reunion can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. Peacock. Peacock. Wrong. Sorry. Hello, the X. Hey, what's going on, man? Good, man. Friends reunion. It can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. Uh, could you say that one more time? The Friends reunion can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. Wrong. Turn down your radio or give me an answer. One of the two. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Morning. Friends reunion can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. Is it... Um... Amazon? Wrong. Amazon, Amazon. See, I don't think as many people like Friends as you think. What do you mean, me? That's right. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Brian. Brian, what, uh, the Friends reunion can be seen exclusively on this streaming network. HBO Plus. Right. I'll take it. It's HBO Max, <laughs> but I will take it. Big J, this Freaks and Geek star hosted her own talk show on the E! Network for three full seasons. Uh, <clears throat> freaks and geeks. Oh boy. Um, I don't. I only remember Franco and, from Freaks and Geeks. Well, that won't help. As yeah, no, I, I realized that. Um, 
I I don't have uh, I don't have I'm gonna go with Claire Danes. Wrong. No, no, she was never on the show. I know. But uh, Brian, congratulations! You got Bear Tooth tickets, and you're meeting the band VIP style. Congrats! The answer was Busy Phillips. Big J. Right. Busy tonight was the name B-U-G of the talk show. Busy Phillips. Uh, what is it? Boozy Phillips. Busy. Busy. Like you're beginning busy. A terrible first name. Well, it's not my fault. Uh, congrats. I heard the show is called Busy Tonight, just in case you're curious. Uh, morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown headlines are next on the X Rock. <laughs> headlines brought to you by Coors Banquet and Coors Light. They want to help those who protect our West by donating a portion of all case sales to the Wildland Firefighters Foundation. So look for the X of participating retailers as we help protect our West by giving you the chance to win a party for up to 20 people at Section 37 Axe Room, stocked up with cores and an authentic Protect Our West Wildland Firefighter Pulaski Axe. That is coming up this weekend. Going to be out at the Albertsons at McMillan and Eagle from 2 to 4 for this exact reason. So thank you to Coors Banquet and Coors Light for that. Headlines are as follows, Big J. No Love Lost, Final Destination, and then on sale... Final destination. The living are now invited to stake their claim on a final resting place next to the likes of Marilyn Monroe and Hugh Hefner for the once-in-a-lifetime price of two million American dollars. The crypt is adjacent to where the two sex symbols lie belonging to Broadway composer Jerry Herman at the Pierce Brothers Westwood Village Memorial Park in Los Angeles. Basically, Herman, who's best known for his work in Hello, Dolly, uh, bought the tomb back in 1997. When he died in 2009, the late musician was laid to rest next to his mother in New Jersey, so that means his family members are now selling the famed L.A. plot so you can be buried, or I guess in a crypt, next to the bodies of Marilyn Monroe and Hugh Hefner. If you were looking for that Did, did the family screw it up? No, it sounds like he bought this and then decided uh, at the okay. last minute in his will to decided to be buried by his mom uh, in New mom. Jersey. And so he basically willed this particular crypt to his family. And they're like, hey, man, let's spell this thing for two million bucks. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, that that reeks of desperation to me if you want to buy this for two million dollars. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. nobody's going to care who you are. Like, maybe you'll show up on somebody's like, Instagram or something. buy it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, don't forget when he bought it, Hugh Hefner wasn't dead yet. So he probably maybe just it might have been a coincidence. I don't know. But either way, it seems like a really weird thing to buy and also very expensive. But then again, there ain't nothing cheap about a funeral or getting buried, Big J. Yeah, if you're rich. Why not? No Love Lost or that on sale? That on sale? Definitely wasn't on anybody's shopping list, but shoppers at a grocery store in Sydney, Australia, were recently shocked when a huge snake slithered across the shelf in the spice section of the grocery store. Hillary Lee posted a video of the animal as it made away its cross the shelves in a Woolworth store in Glenary, Australia. Another witness says the python just wanted to say hello. It's amazing to me how, like, you know, this is also, like, second nature in Australia. That's the other thing. Like, they don't care about it nearly as much as we do because there's snakes everywhere in Australia, right? Now, there'd be a stampede. (laughs) Right, yes, there would be one if it happened here. Woolworth says workers uh, cordoned off the area and kept customers safe, and a snake catcher soon came to put the snake outside safely where it belongs. Python was not poisonous, but, you know, it can't bite, of course, but didn't, and so everybody ended up, you know, being safe, but it made for an interesting trip to the grocery store for sure. But these things happen in Australia. That's the other thing that you got to keep in mind, I suppose. It would be like a big old spider here. You know, while it would be something to see, you certainly wouldn't go, oh my God, how does that happen? Because spiders are everywhere. Wrap it up with no love lost, and you have to wonder how some people sleep at night. 49-year-old Patricia Clark of Pemberton, New Jersey, is accused of leaving her husband in the morgue rather than using the GoFundMe money she had raised to pick his body up from the morgue. Family members told police that Clark's husband hadn't been been picked up from the morgue, even though she had raised more than $3,000 from 28 people after his death. Her husband had passed away on April 4th, 2019, and he left behind three children, according to the GoFundMe page. But she decided to take the money and go on a vacation instead. So she's been indicted on one count of theft by failure to make disposition by the prosecutor's office as of Friday. So I guess it's illegal to leave a body in the morgue, which I did not know. I know it's not cool to take the GoFundMe page that you built for that purpose and then use it to go on vacation, but I didn't know there were charges attached to it. Yeah, that's uh, 
Interesting. Yeah, now I know, I suppose. Uh, I'm glad that I didn't know that. I don't think I would have myself in a situation where that had happened, but it seems like uh, some people just were going to have to go on vacation. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all things. Pop Evil, that is Survivor here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it sounds like you got something you need to add to your toy collection, huh? Yeah, Nerf Nerf guns, uh, Nick, aren't just for kids anymore. Um, and this is what's crazy, dude. It's been 35 years since Aliens hit theaters. Sure. Holy crap. Yeah, we're old. Uh, 86, but, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Nerf, uh, the you know, they make the dart and... Uh, Nerf Guns, is releasing a special edition, edition blaster based on the M41A used by the Colonial Marines in the movie, the Pulse Rifle. Yeah, see, this doesn't, uh, I mean, like, I, I remember aliens, but I don't remember what the guns look like. What? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. I mean, I remember the movie, I remember enjoying it, but ex- describe it to me, what does it look like? I mean, it looks like uh, a big rifle with a grenade launcher on it, but <laughs> oh, okay. it's it's very distinct. Listen, they don't make this because nobody knows what it looks like or what it is. I get it. I understand. You're a weirdo. I just don't. I mean, when you tell me aliens, I think of the alien, and I think of Sigourney Weaver, and I think of the stuff, but I, I don't remember the gun. That's all. That's all yeah, I made it, it also made a very distinctive noise. So How did it go? Uh, well, I can't replicate it, but I could play it for you and be like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of the movie Aliens. Okay. Okay. Does it make the noise the Nerf gun as well? I don't know. I don't have it yet. But it's for pre-order, and you can get that at GameStop and Hasbro Plus. Uh, how much is it? Uh, that information uh, I don't have here. Oh. But oh. Okay. I mean, it's probably not going to be super cheap. No, but I'm also trying to think. Well, here's ninety-four ninety-nine. Jesus, God Almighty. Just a weird. For a what? Nerf gun? Well, I mean, why not make it ninety five dollars, ninety four ninety nine? It may be the pre order or the pre sale price. Who knows? But uh, did you? I don't think I ever had a Nerf gun growing up. I had a lot of Nerf no, balls. No, we we had but, uh, you know the Nerf darts. Okay, yeah, um, I didn't have those either. But yeah, no, the, the Nerf the Nerf guns here has, has been a real. Uh, it's different because you know we we grew up with BB guns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had different and, types of play guns for yeah, sure. So uh, these uh, this is the the latest version of those things but nerf guns are uh and the nerf whole thing is it's a big deal no i know it's popular with kids i'm just trying to think like you know i'm trying to figure out because like i'm guessing the 10 year old and nine year old that's into nerf guns has no idea what this gun is and certainly isn't going to pay a hundred dollars for this is more for i mean there's no way are you going to get one no i mean what the hell we're just telling people that hey there this is out there you were just hard selling me and how important this gun was to you. Yeah, and I'm I not going to go out. I don't have it. a Nerf gun. I mean, I don't Nerf gun. It's it's cool that they do this stuff. All right, all right, all right. It was more informative than it was. This is something that I want. Yeah, you what? acted like I was crazy because I wasn't interested in it. That's all I'm trying to say. Yes. You are crazy, but you're not interested in it either. Yes, I'm very interested in it. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that they do stuff like this. You don't. Uh, you no, hate no. sentimentality. No. You hate movies from the 80s. No. You don't like anything that comes from that's it. That's not true. You haven't watched the movie in decades. Uh, no, that's not true. I watched Aliens not too long ago. No. I'm just saying I don't remember it, and I'm not paying $100 for it. That's all. And neither are you. We're on the exact same page here. Well, I'm going to tell about? you, they didn't make this because nobody's going to buy it. I didn't think it was going to bomb. I'm just telling you that, to me, Nerf guns are for kids. Listen, I'm not going to be bullied into buying this right now from uh, you. I don't want you to spend $100 on this gun. I just want you to actually care about you know the what? I just found your damn Christmas present. Oh, good. I want to throw to the garbage in front of you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions are next on the X-Rock. <laughs> And going to load you up for prizes here today for Bad Impressions. We've got a Boise family meal deal from our friends at Papa Murphy's. Includes a a large pepperoni pizza. Gets you some uh, cheese bread, uh, maybe a uh, cookie dessert, and two-liter bottle of soda. We'll also have tickets to go see Seether at the Western Idaho Fair. Tickets to the Western Idaho Fair, which, by the way, kicks off here in two days. Uh, The 27th is when Seether will be in town. That's X Day. We'd love to see you out there. Just figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad impressions is like this. Big J's got three clues revolving around a celebrity. Figure out who that celebrity is in three clues or less, and you get this prize package coming your way, courtesy of us. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant, shall we? Hello, the X. 
Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jeremiah. All right, Jeremiah, you're up first. Good luck. Uh, Nick, I'm not going to lie. This might be, we'll see how this goes today. Oh. Uh, here you go. First clue. Heathers, Gleaming the Cube, and Pump Up the Volume were some of my late 80s movies. Next one. In the late 90s, they started movies like Broken Arrow, Hard Rain, and Very Bad Things. Push your favorite. There you yeah, go. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, you made my day. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Jeremiah. Hang on one second. We'll get you to see their tickets as well as yeah. that Papa Murphy's. What was clue three, just for fun? I voiced the character of Slater in Archer for two seasons and starred as Mr. Robot in the TV series Mr. Robot. And why is Christian Slater in the news? Uh, it's his birthday, man. Happy birthday, yeah. Christian. A little Christian Slater, not the greatest actor, but whatever. Uh, he turns 52 today. Yeah, I always thought he was doing like a Jack Nicholson impression, basically. Uh, and pulled it off to a pretty staggering degree, considering the success he's had. Yeah, I but mean, every, for him. every role always seemed like he was Christian Slater. I knew all the movies you mentioned, except for Hard Rain. Do you remember oh, that? I don't remember yes. that one. Hard Rain, him and Morgan Freeman, and it was a huge hurricane around a armored truck heist. Why did I think that was Keanu Reeves? I don't know. It wasn't that great of a movie. Okay. So either way, uh, it is uh, it is his birthday. Congratulations! Uh, pump up the volume. Uh, great movie about yep. <laughs> pirate radio stations uh, back in the '80s that kept me very very interested because of that very subject. But uh, listen, man, Broken Arrow is fun and hilarious and goofy as well. Yeah. Uh, he's great in that. And so uh, happy birthday to Christian Slater. I never watched any Mr. Robot. You? Uh, a couple episodes. Not worth a your time? Episodes. Yeah, it was all right. Uh, he's going to be an Army of the Dead Lost Vegas. That's right. So uh, we'll see how that goes. They're filming that right now. He was now. cast in that series that uh, Zack Snyder's making based on the uh, movie that he made for Netflix. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Volbeat. Wait a minute, my girl. That is going to wrap up the old morning after with Nick and Big J. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. Big J fell in love with the movie last night for streaming Dumbass. It is called Avengement. It is available for you to stream on Netflix, and he was pleasantly surprised by it and gave it a big-time Big J seal of approval. So you can check that out if you're into it. Plus, we had a chance to talk about how more adults are trying weed, less people are watching live television, and even Big J... Christian Slater movie. So it was a solid, solid Wednesday. Leaves you with the floor, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, my cats would give a damn about me, but uh, this lady's cat in uh, England there, uh, well, they were out for a walk, I guess, and this 83-year-old woman fell. With the cat? Yeah, I, I don't, you know, maybe it was on their property or whatever, but uh, she fell into a 70-foot canyon, and whoa, she was whoa. stuck. Yeah. She couldn't get back up to the top, and uh, this cat just stayed there meowing relentlessly. Her family wondering where she was, went out looking for her, and uh, they got her rescued. Well, that's good, at least. But the cat was like, hey, hey, meow, meow, over here. Meow, meow. Yeah, it was one of those deals. Well, probably wanted food is what it really boiled down to. <laughs> the thing that feeds me, feed me is way down there. Somebody has to get her. But that's at least nice, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess that's what you get for taking a walk with your cat. Maybe your cats would protect you if you went out with a walk for them every once in a while. What do you think? I don't know. We don't we don't like them to get out. They would just take off? Probably. Or do you think they would find their way back home because they do like to eat? I, it's too much of a risk. No, I understand. I, I understand. don't know. I don't know if they realize what's out there. I mean, uh, there's a lot of outdoor cats that, that make their way back to home, but I understand why uh, you would not want yours to leave your house. Sometimes indoor pets are just the way that they need to go. Yep. Either way, here's hoping your cat would save you. Uh, and if you ever need rescuing and you fall down a 70-foot canyon uh, walking around by your house. The next set of X-Rock is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's is hiring work for McDonald's, and they can work for you. Apply at career.mcdonalds.com today. It's going to do it for us. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one.